Welcome to 54 Live, your live golf podcast. I am your host, Digsies, and the live golf inaugural season is over. And Dustin Johnson and the four aces just spent the last six months cashing checks, breaking necks, and they are flush with money right now. Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Taylor Gooch, Pat Perez, They've won an incredible amount of money over the past six months, and we'll get to all that. But like I said, Live Golf Miami, the last event of the year, it was the team championship. No individual events because DJ put that away the week or two before. Um, Running over these matchups real quick. Uh, In the quarterfinals, you had Smash beat the Niblicks. Uh, two to one. And the one surprising thing was Harold Vaughn in the third came out scorching hot and he put a beat down on Brooks Kepka, four and three. Kepka's usually good at match play. Um, but Vaughner took that match to Kepka. He won it. Um, and it was up to the other teams on uh, other players on Smash to carry the team. And Peter Uline got his win. And the team of Kokrak and Kepka got a win over Petit and Swafford. Now, the Majestics swept Ironhead 3-0, and that is not surprising at all because the Majestics are flush with Ryder Cup experience for uh, Ryder Cup Europe. You had Ian Poulter beat Kevin now 4-2, Westwood beat Kim 4-3, and, and then Horsefield and Stenson uh, beat uh Kangwapmai and Kakajana four and two. Um, the next match was a little surprising. I thought Talk would beat Cleeks. Cleeks beat Talk. Um, Neiman won his match, but Morgan, Vincent, and Otegui didn't. Um, so Cleeks beat Talk two and one. Uh, Laurie Cantor, Graham McDowell, and Richard Bland took home their matches for Cleeks. Now. Moving forward, Team Torque, they need to add somebody because Neiman's kind of left out there in the dust. You know, if you look at Punch, Cam Smith at least has Mark Leishman, Matt Jones. Joachim Neiman is kind of left alone on this team. Nothing against Morgan, Vincent, Otegui. You know, that you know Scott Vincent, he's a great player, but he gained his status through playing on the Asian tour. Uh, he was number one on the Asian tour order of merit. Um, so that's how he got there. Now, you saw Greg Norman said he wants seven new players. He's going after seven players. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, and I'm sure these teams are going to look different next year. And if you are a Live Golf fan, you already saw one trade go down. Uh, we'll touch on that later. Now, the last quarterfinal match, Punch beat the High Flyers 2-1. and one. Uh, Mickelson and Cam Smith, what a great match. Back and forth, back and forth. Both of them were playing great golf. Cam Smith came back, one at the end, one up over Mickelson. Leishman won four and two over Wolf. And that was all they needed to move on to the semifinals. So, like I said, Smash won, Majestics won, Cleeks won, and Punch won. The only upset really there was the Cleeks beating Torque. I thought Torque would win. Now, moving over to the semifinals, the Aces smoked the Cleeks two and one. Dustin Johnson won his match five and three. Dustin Johnson has been playing amazing golf lately. Um, The Stinger beat the Crushers two and one. The Stingers have been up on top of the leaderboard ever since the original event in um, London when they won that event behind. behind Charles Swartzel's great play. Swartzel 
Usaizen, Grace, they've been playing amazing all year long, and I hope that team stays together. Um, Punch beat the Fireballs, not surprising. You got Cam Smith, probably the best golfer in the world right now, um, facing off against Sergio Garcia. He lost that match, but Leishman, Jones, and Ormby won theirs um, to win the match for Punch. Now, a little upset. Smash beat the Majestics 3-0. Uh, Polter lost to Kepka. He came firing back after he lost to Varner. Um, Uline beat Westwood. And then uh, Chase Kepka and Jason Kokrak, they beat Stenson and Horsfield. So that was a little bit of an upset right there. Um, and it led to the final day. And the final day was, I kind of have a little issue with this. Now, you had everything going with match play all week long. Everything was set up to be match play. And then on the final day, you go to stroke play. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And I heard rumors and rumblings that the reason why they did that was because of their TV deal. They were trying to get that TV deal with Fox to be done for this event. And Fox wanted more than eight guys on the course at, at, at once. They wanted all these players on the course at once. But that could have easily been solved where... If you had a match play event for first place, and then you had another match play uh, uh, matchup for third place, okay? Because third place got money, so still you would have had 16 guys on the course all at once, but they wanted to get the full 18 holes. When you play match play, a lot of the you know matches end hole 15, 16, 17, not all of them go the distance. So for some reason, they wanted to have all these players on the course for all 18 holes. And that worked out in the aces favor because all of the four aces played great. Every single one was on the par. You had DJ Tuwanda. You had Patrick, uh, Patrick Reed two under. Pat Perez two under. And Taylor Gooch was one under uh, for a team cumulative score of seven under and that was enough to edge smash by one stroke now smash cam smith came out and lit it up okay he had the best day of all these golfers who were playing he was seven under on the day and his teammates let him down um leishman went two over if leishman just shot even paw smash wins um but hey what are you gonna do cam smith it's a team event you can't carry the whole team on your back. Uh, Smash came in third. They were four over. It looks like, you know, the play to get into the finals was, you know, a lot. Everybody was over par except for Kokrak and then Stinger just completely shit the bed. They were 10 over and that was because Brandon Grace went out there and shot an eight over. Everybody else played good. Um, uh, no, they didn't. Henny Duplassus shot four over and you had grace and Swartzel at one over so at the end of the day you had the four aces win another event win another championship and they take home 16 million dollars <laughs> which is completely insane because you know what they, they've made a ton, a ton of money this year. And just looking at Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson made $35.6 million in the last six months playing on live. That is crazy. That is absurd. Considering he made $74.8 million in his career in on-course earnings on the PGA Tour. So he made 
about 47% of his total career earnings in a six-month period with Live Golf. $35 million. The most he ever did on the PGA Tour was, I think it was about eight million dollars if if i remember yeah eight points uh, i'm sorry in 2015 2016 he did 9.3 2016 17 he did 8.7 and 2017 2018 he did 8.5 so look at that 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 um three-year stretch where he was doing eight million every single year that was still about eight million short than what he just did in the past six months so that's absurd and you could look at the big time guys on four aces you know you go down the, the line you got someone like um Patrick Reed, okay? Patrick Reed made $12.2 million. Looking at Patrick Reed's career, he made $37 million. His best year on tour was $5.6 million. Uh, You have somebody like uh, Patrick Reed. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Pat Perez. Pat Perez made $8 million this year. On tour, I believe his career earnings was like $28 million. And he's been playing since like 2020. 2002 he's made 28 million dollars on tour since 2002 20 years to make 28 million dollars he just made eight million in six months it's crazy it's absurd and you know these golfers have been you know they've been playing great golf and they're getting you know signing on with live i guarantee you there is a lot of guys on the pga tour right now that is looking at these bundles of cash that these guys are winning and they're saying man i made the wrong choice I need to go over to live. And like I said, you had Greg Norman come out. He said, we're looking for seven players. And there's a lot of rumors on who those seven players can be. I'm hearing Cantlay and Shawflay are, are, are a group, are, are a team that are going to come over and, and join a team together. Uh, you know, Mito Pereira is coming over. That's been spoken about before. Maybe Matsuyama, maybe Cameron Young, who stuck with the PGA Tour when they had that big event with the top 20 golfers, maybe he decides he made a wrong decision and heads back over and and, and starts up his negotiations with Liv, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, Tyrell Hatton. Um, you know, there's a ton of golfers that can, you know, jump ship and join Liv right now. And also, John Rahm. That's been a rumor uh, for a while and there's so many connections with John Rahm and Liv through the Mickelsons. You know, Tim Mickelson was his coach at ASU. Phil Mickelson was a mentor to him. He's best friends with Sergio Garcia. You know, that Fireballs team would look great if they had John Rahm on there with Sergio Garcia and Carlos Ortiz. Now, looking back, I just pulled up the tweet with the live earnings, and it's actually five months they've made this money, not six months versus lifetime. DJ, 35.6 versus 74 in 15 years. Brandon Grace was on tour for 12 years. He made $12 million. He made $16.6 million this year on live. So Brandon Grace made more in five months than he did in his whole career on the PGA Tour. Peter Uline was on tour for 10 years, made $4 million. He made 12.8. He tripled his career earnings in five months. Like I said, Patrick Reed, 12 versus 37. Gooch, Gooch, six years on tour, $9 million. He made 10 playing for the four aces. Kepka made $8 million. Swartzel made $8 million. So, you know, these guys made a ton, a ton of money. And 
you know what? They still got a lot of money to spend to play to pay these guys to come play on live. And speaking about getting paid to play, uh, Bubba Watson came out this week and he mentioned that this is uh, I'm going to read his quote. He told ESPN that he received guaranteed appearance money from sponsors and tournament organizers while playing on the PGA Tour, which if you don't know, isn't allowed under the PGA Tour rules. He says, it's it makes me laugh because on the PGA Tour, I got paid behind closed doors to show up at tournaments, many tournaments. And if Bubba Watson's not the best, that means the best were getting paid better than me and more than me. And so it's guaranteed money. I missed the cut. I still make money. I make the cut. I make extra money. That is big news coming out from Bubba Watson right there because you know someone like Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. These guys are getting paid money. If Bubba Watson's getting paid money to show up to an event, these guys are getting paid money to show up to an event. So it's very interesting to see that. And honestly, I'm interested to see what the PGA Tour says in response to that. And I'm interested to see if any other live guys come out and say something about that because, you know, that's a very interesting tidbit. Everybody has been looking down on these live golfers about, you know, getting paid all this money, going over for blood money, and the PGA Tour has been so against them. And now here we are. Liv is just doing the same thing that the PGA Tour has been doing for years. Now, a lot of people have been talking about the live viewership. I've been talking about that as well. In regards to, I think, obviously, this year, there was nothing they can do, okay? It was last minute. By the time they set up the schedule, because the league was pushed back after all that Mickelson jumbo-bumbo in the in the beginning of the year, so they had three, four events September on, which I don't think they should do, okay? Once September hits, nobody wants to watch golf. It's football season. It's MLB playoff season. Nobody wants to watch golf. The viewership has dropped for live. When they went to Jeddah and Bangkok, barely anybody watched those events. Obviously, once they got back on U.S. soil in Miami, it was better. Now, Greg Norman came out and he said that we're running over 1 million viewers per competition day. When you look at the YouTube numbers, they're overlooking what the viewer streaming is on our website. They were overlooking the numbers watching on TV and other platforms around the world. Now, other countries might be, I'm not 100% sure, other countries might be showing the live events on cable TV. Obviously, you can go to livegolf.com and watch it. You can go on Facebook and watch it. So the YouTube numbers aren't the entire numbers. There is, you know, other viewers going on, but there's not... A matrix to analyze those numbers that like we can't you know live golf's website is their website they can say whatever they want on how many viewers they're getting so until they get a deal or they pay for a deal to get on cable television and we get a number and we get something from cable telling us how many people watched how much they got of the market share of the audience what the demographics were we're not going to know how Live Golf compares to the PGA Tour, to football, to MLB baseball, what have you, even to, you know, professional wrestling or to, you know, American Idol or This Is Us or Game of Thrones. You know, you're in the business of TV, you're in entertainment, you have to see how those numbers stack up against that 
especially how they stack up against other sports and most importantly how much they stack up against the PGA Tour and it'll be interesting to see how they stack up against the match because there was another announcement on December 10th there's another match you got Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth versus Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy now I don't know about you and it's not because of live it's not any bias anyway or other i have zero interest in this match i've had zero interest in the matches since the first two three obviously the first match between tiger and phil was must see tv it was something we haven't seen in a while the day after thanksgiving i actually watched that i was in um i was in antigua on my honeymoon that that year when that match came on and I was scrambling and my wife's like seriously we're on a honeymoon and and you're gonna sit on your phone and, and and stream the match that's how excited I was about the match this match on December 10th if I'm scrolling through the tv and I and I I happen to stumble upon it I maybe put it on for a couple holes but it's Saturday December 10th you know during college football season bowl season you know I, I don't think many people are going to watch that. And it's not exciting when you get two golfers for two golfers. You know, the exciting part was when you had, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady because the average Joe Schmo wants to see how the other, obviously they're professional athletes. They're some of the best athletes in the world, but they're not professional golfers. We want to see how these golfers play against the top golfers in the world because that's more like us. We can relate to that. We can relate to Tom Brady spraying the ball all over the course. We can relate for, you know, from them, you know, Tom Brady making, holding out from 150 yards by just sheer luck. You know, we can relate to that because it might happen to us once every year or you know, like we can't relate to the professional golfers because they're just a different breed. And the way they play golf is 10 times better than any of us average Joes can play. But if you got Steph Curry out there, if you got Josh Allen out there, if you got Patrick Mahomes out there, they're 10 times better athletes than us. But when it comes to golf, we're pretty, I wouldn't say similar, but you know, you're talking about guys that are, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 handicaps. You know, we can be that. I'm a 14 handicap. Um, one of my buddies is an 8 handicap. He could go and play up against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. You know, like we could compete with those guys. So it's fun to watch these non-professional golfs play golf in the match. When it's two golfers versus two golfers, it's not fun. It's like that event they had during the pandemic down in um, Seminole with Matthew Wolf. Rory, uh, I think it was JT and Speed. I, I forget who it was. Because, uh, Ricky Fowler, I believe, was in it because it wasn't even interesting. You know, like when it's Phil and Peyton versus, you know, Tiger and, and Brady or Phil and Brady versus Tiger and Peyton, that's exciting. When it's four golfers against each other, not exciting at all. Now, speaking about Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy, they just announced their angel investors for... Tomorrow, uh, the Tomorrow Sports um, venture with the TGR, the golf, uh, the you know, pretty much what they're starting in 2024, I believe they're starting it um, on Monday nights with the uh, Monday Night Golfs. I forget what it's called. The Golf League, TGL, the Golf League, when they're having the simulator and they're doing the new matches with these teams. You know what? Honestly, I don't think this league that they're doing is for the regular golf fan because 
you know, it's it's like a video game. It's like watching a video game. And us golf fans, we want to watch real golf. Like, you know, I'm sure you guys, just like I am, you're interested in the majors. Okay, me, I watch every single day of the majors. The majors is, is what gets my blood boiling. It, it's what gets me up for golf. You know, big time events like the Arnold Palmer, the Genesis, you know, the Century Tournament of Champions being in that it's the first, you know, event of the year. You know, I'll watch hour here, hour there. Definitely watch the last few hours on Sunday. Um, but Monday night when there's other stuff going on, I, I don't know, like I'll definitely tune in, but I don't think it's for the golf and I think it's for people that want to get into golf and they're looking to get new fans into the sport because it's not golf. Hitting a ball into a simulator and then putting on springboards, it's not golf. Okay, so the true golf fan, you're not going to have, you know, the 50, 60, our, our fathers and grandfathers watching this and being like, oh, that's great. You're going to have young kids that are watching it, you know, teenagers, you know, young kids that want to see Tiger Woods and then have an attention span of only an hour that they can watch an hour event by these guys hitting golf balls into the simulator. So, you know, that's what that's all about. And I think that's their way of trying to compete with Liv a little bit. And, you know, we should see how it, it matches up. But in regards to the match, I am not looking forward to that match at all. Um, because, like I said, we've been saturated with these matches, you know. Like, I want to see regular Joe Schmoes play golf. Honestly, they should do the next match where they have a contest or a giveaway and they let random people, a random guy play with Tiger, a random guy play with Rory, a random guy play with Spieth, a random guy play with JT, and you play best ball or you have their hand to give them strokes on each hole. That would be exciting to watch and I would watch that. I would watch that 100%. Now, this is most likely the last podcast of the year. The Live Golf season is over. We'll be back in January um, to you know get rocking and rolling uh, for the new season. Um, but if there is big news breaking out over the next eight weeks, if there's big signings, if there's big trades, you know I'll definitely jump on here and and keep you guys updated. Now speaking about big trades, there was a trade between the four aces and the niblicks. Uh, Taylor Gooch is leaving the four aces. He's moving to the niblicks with Bubba Watson, and then Peter Uline will replace Gooch on the four aces. So with the four aces for 2023, you got DJ Reed. Perez and Uline, and then you got Bubba Watson, Gooch, Harold Vaughn of the third, and Hudson Waff, uh, Hudson Swafford. So it looks like Bubba Watson's going with the all South team. You know, you got Bubba down there in Florida, Hudson Swafford from Georgia, Harold Vaughn of the third is from Carolina. I think Taylor Gooch is from, you know, the Carolinas as well. And then it also says that Bubba Watson's going to change the name of his team. Um, so that will be interesting to see. Also, um, I tweeted out some, if you want some questions answered or points on the podcast, send me a tweet. And some guy came out and said that he can confirm that some live golf teams will be wearing matching uniforms next season. And I think that's a great thing. Um, one of these guys, Bahama Golf Pro, said team college uniforms is a must next year. It's hard to work out who's playing for which team, especially watching the event on the course. Obviously, if you don't, you know, 
the casual fan's not going to know who's playing for who. The big-time fan will know who's playing for who. You know, you, you see Brooks Kepka, you know he's on Smash. You see Jason Kokrak, you know he's on Smash. But, you know, in, re- in regards to, you know, the regular casual fans, I think that's a great idea. Um, but I think a lot, these team names that you're seeing right now, a lot of these team names are going to be different come 2023. 2023 is going to be a whole different ball game. This year was a test drive. They tested it out. It worked. Some cases it worked. Some cases it didn't. They will be making changes and teams are going to change names. You might get team uniforms. You're going to have a lot new play. Hey, Greg Norman said he wants seven more players to join. And honestly, there's going to be huge, huge rumors and huge news coming out because there's going to be a lot of guys that want this money because look at the money they're making. Honestly, if you do not want this money, if you're a golfer that's saying, oh, uh, you know, the money would be nice, but it's not that important to me. After seeing how much money these guys have been making, you're lying to yourself because it's life-changing money. And no one is, you know, I know a lot of these people are saying, oh, you're taking blood money, yada, 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 yada. But you know what? At the end of the day, you have a responsibility for yourself and your family. So fuck what everybody has to say. If you can get life, like look at Dustin Johnson, $35 million in five months. You know, his kids are, his kids are already set for life, but like his grandkids, his great-grandkids are going to be set for life now. They were anyway because they're a part of the Gretzky clan, but this is generational wealth, generational money that the Live Golf is just handing out to these players. And I understand the prestige with playing on the PGA Tour, but you know what? Sometimes you have to think about yourself and your family and taking this money, man, it's it's going to be hard to turn down. Now, I did see something where Greg Norman was talking to the um, the CEO or the president of the official World Golf Rankings. They said that Liv should get official world golf uh, official World Golf Rankings. I honestly do believe that come 2023 they will. And I think a lot of this Live versus PGA Tour rhetoric will die down in 2023. I think some of the lawsuits will be dropped, and I just think that. The bickering and back and forth, it, it is what it is. PGA Tour did this and that, trying to stop Liv from coming on board. Liv is here. It's here to stay. I don't think the PGA Tour will push as hard. And especially if, you know, seven guys, if you get Cantley, Shawflay, Matsuyama, you get three or four more big names that leave and go to Liv, something down the line has to be worked out where these live guys will be able to come back and play in certain events. Now, the majors, there's no way the majors are going to ban these guys. Okay, the, the, the Open Championship came out and already said, we're, go- we're not going to stop being an Open. We're an Open. If you qualify, you can play in your event. The Masters, the past champions or the guys that are qualified for the Masters will be able to play in the event. And you know the U.S. Open is going to say the, sa- say the same thing. We're an Open. We're going to allow you to play in the event. Anybody could play in the event. But the PGA might be different because they have such a relationship with the PGA Tour, the PGA of America. You know, who knows? But I guarantee you we see these stars in the majors. They'll definitely be in the majors next year. And by the time their exemptions start 
fading away and their exemptions start running out, they will be getting official World Golf ranking points. So that's great to see. And honestly, I can't wait for Augusta in April because you know what? It's been how many months now since we had a major? I love major golf. I've enjoyed watching live. I I enjoyed watching the the playoffs or the PGA Tour. But you know what? I didn't enjoy watching the President's Cup. I'll tell you that because that was a complete smashing. Next year we'll have the Ryder Cup. At least we'll have some competitive you know nature out there. But there's nothing better than major championship golf. There's nothing better than the four majors, and you need the top players in the world to be playing those events. And right now. Liv has a lot of top players in the world. So we will be back with you in January to break down the brand new 2023 Liv season. I'll probably drop one more episode between now and then, especially when the schedule comes out. We'll analyze the schedule. Um, I'm sure there'll be some team name changes. I'm sure there'll be some big signings between now and then. Um, So yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter at 54 live pod on tiktok at 54 live pod and uh yeah enjoy the fall it's very warm up here in the northeast get out there play some golf spend time with family and uh yeah 2023 it's probably going to be one of the most exciting years in golf i'm digsies later